Welcome to episode 134. Do you normally get sick at wintertime or maybe it isn't you but it's your parents or your grandkids or your kids that pick something up from daycare or school? If the ills and ails of winter are a normal thing at your place or in your family on an annual basis, then I'd like to share today's episode with you because we're discussing the foods that you can use to prevent colds, flus and viruses, reduce the length that they last and recover faster. All with foods that you can get at the supermarket. Super easy. If this sounds like a vibe to you, then let's dive into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to the podcast. It is my mission to coach 250 men and women to lose weight and be their healthiest self before the end of December 2021. Here in Melbourne right now, winter has kicked off and people are starting to complain about how bloody cold it is. And by people, I mean me. <laughs> And with all of the strange, contradictory and illogical rules about avoiding the, the you-know-what, you know, and each other, I thought it might be a good idea to put a list together of foods that you can put into your diet this winter to prevent, fight and recover from the common colds, flus and viruses that we experience on an annual basis that pop up in the winter. And this is information that has been around, well, it's been known for thousands of years and been proven by modern day science for many years now too. With everyone being confined to their homes and under so much emotional strain and duress in response to being treated like naughty children by a government that totally embodies traumatized, narcissistic and broken parents, this is a reason why we might be getting sick despite not operating in the world normally, right? Is because our stress hormones are all over the place and we're feeling stress and anxiety and depression and that has an impact on our immune system. And so just because we're not out in the world, we can still get really sick. And, you know, of course, you know, we've got kids and people and workers and some people that are really busy and out in the world. And if you're listening to this episode, not in these tyrannical times, it's definitely relevant to you as well if you're out and about in the world with other people and you know getting sick and picking up bugs from different places and people which is not always a bad thing but that's a story for another day uh well maybe i'll go into it now but um, although you might be saying to me but maddie these lockdowns are great i haven't been sick in almost a year or over a year and i would say that's awesome me neither however there is a potential future problem with this, right? Our microbiome and immune system is always protecting and regulating the body in relevance to our environment. And just in the same way that you don't work out your legs, you miss leg day and your legs, they begin to shrink or get smaller or you start to look like one of those triangle guys from the gym that just, you know, was all about chest, shoulders and biceps. <laughs> you know, those dudes, they look hilarious. But it's the same kind of thing with our immune system. If we're not exposing ourselves to different environments on a regular basis, then our capacity to fight things off would be reduced to a lack of exposure to potential invaders that would essentially act to prime or diversify our immune system and our microbiome, which is also a part of our immune system. So whilst not getting sick is awesome, Staying home in the same small environment all the time means we run the risk of not having enough exposure to be able to respond to certain things when they pop up or when we do catch them. 
So firstly, before we get into the food, a good way to handle that, whether you're locked down or not, is to simply change up where you go for dinner or where you order from or where you go to walk the dog or where you go for a run or where you go to the gym, whatever it might be. The idea is to, you know, it could be changing your holidays. It could be changing where you go on your weekend away because you want to diversify your body's exposure to different environments. Expose your immune system, your microbiome to new environments and when you're there, breathe really deeply. Touch the ground with your hands and your bare feet. Like really get amongst the new environment, right? You want to roll around in the new environment, basically. <laughs> this is, and this is to expose your immune system to different things and different environments and different species of bacteria and different viruses because there's tons of viruses around, many of which are not dangerous. But reminding our immune system how to fight them is, is a really good idea so that we don't lose the capacity to fight them because that can be a problem later on, right? If we're not exposing ourselves to this diversity of challenges to strengthen it, to do leg day on our immune system on a regular basis, right? (laughs) So it's pretty easy to do this work. You just got to get about the place, you know, and do different things. And fingers crossed, this should add some diversity by exposing your system uh, and increasing its capabilities to become broader in dealing with these different things. Does this make sense? We're not just doing bicep curls all day. We're doing leg day. We're doing back day. We're doing our abs but we're doing it with our microbiome and our immune system. But we can also do a lot because we eat every single day, multiple times a day, if you're not doing the cheeky water fast every now and then. Uh, And if you are, awesome. They're good for you. Uh, But be very careful, particularly women, in relation to your cycle doing those water fasts. But now onto the food because the food, we eat all the time. Um, So as always, prevention is far better than cure. Sadly, though, most people need to reach a particular threshold of pain or discomfort before they make a change. And because they've waited so long to make that change, the change doesn't really stick. And so, as is the theme of much of what I share, I would like you to aim for prevention by adding these foods, herbs and spices and supplements into your usual routine, especially in winter. This is the and be the healthiest self part of the mission statement that I read at the start of the episode because... Many of the people I work with are truly interested and invested in feeling full of energy, feeling amazing in their own skin, fitting into their, the, fitting into those clothes that they used to love and feeling super confident in their body. And it is by focusing on the right things at the right time that achieves this healthiest self outcome. And today's episode is a small window into becoming the healthiest self that you can be, right? So let's get on with being our healthiest self, by the way. Uh All right, let's crack on with the food. So food number one, if you follow me on Instagram, you will not be surprised at this bone broth, which is loaded with amino acids, which is essentially a good way to put that is probably it's the currency of our cells. So every cell in your body, the currency that it trades in and it needs a supply and demand of are amino acids. And bone broth is loaded with amino acids and minerals that naturally contribute to the overall health of the body and thus the immune system. And research has been kind enough to bring us the facts that chicken soup, which is, you know, often the base of it is chicken bone broth, actually does have medicinal activity and is considered anti-inflammatory. And given it is a hot beverage, it assists in flushing out mucus buildup. And we actually had one of the authors of Chicken Soup of the Enriched Soul on the podcast. And one of those episodes got censored because we dropped a little too much truth. (laughs) 
crazy enough that that happened. But uh, if you're curious to go and check out that legend of uh, a doctor who has four or five PhDs, he's amazing. Um, Episode 22 and episode 75 of the podcast. Go for a look-see at those. Anyway, the key is that the bone broth needs to be made from real bones. So best to do it yourself at home or second to that, you can find it at most health food stores. One that I recommend, well, there's a couple of brands I recommend. If you're on the go all the time, you need to take it with you. I'd recommend a dehydrated powdered version, which uh, Nutra Organics is a brilliant brand. Uh, I would recommend for that type. Uh, And second to that, if you're able to keep it in the fridge at work or at home or both, then I would recommend Jevity RX Bone Broth and Sources, which you can buy online. And I will put a link in the show notes below. And the beauty is that I am affiliated with these guys and so the affiliate link down below comes with a bit of a discount code which is a bit nice Uh, so check out the bone broths also check out their mayo oh healthiest mayo you'll find on the earth and mayo is one of the most unhealthy things you can put on anything so great guts mayo check that out but bone broth right so the cheeky little discount and the affiliate link in the show notes below next one on the list we've got vitamin c foods Boom, we saw that coming, right? Now, vitamin C is otherwise known as an antioxidant called ascorbic acid, which is why it's so useful. Antioxidants are healthy and make our body healthy and clean and big part of the immune system and you can supplement it. You know, we all, I don't know if you remember, but I remember as a kid sort of treating vitamin C supplements as a bit of a lolly. Um, So you can definitely supplement it and it's one of the easiest supplements to have because you can chew on it and it tastes kind of nice and they add flavors to many of them, which is not a good thing, by the way, but it's an easy one to supplement. But most supplements are often a synthetic version attempting to mimic the version that occurs in nature, uh, which, you know, often supplements and medicines do that really well, right? But when we have the option to go with nature, we should always choose that option first because that's what our genetics are familiar with and that's what our body will be able to process most efficiently. So vitamin C is one that we can easily get from foods. Uh, Studies show that vitamin C doesn't just help with colds, but it has a contributing influence over the whole body's state of health and uh, impacts that can lead to heart disease, autoimmune disorders, and even cancer as well. And as part of, and and in a really alternative conversation, vitamin C therapy uh, in, in great doses, very large doses, has been um, a natural solution, not cure, but a natural contributing factor to the solution of cancer in different documentaries. You might have seen that before. So vitamin C has tremendous power um, to, to regulate and help support the body in an immune function as an immune function which is really exciting because there's so many delicious foods that have it Uh, but it also helps prevent anemia and the reason for that is because vitamin c helps enhance the absorption of iron now women particularly are often low in iron and particularly even further white women uh, right right so people with white skin are often even further in that category of iron deficiency and anemia so if you're iron deficient whenever you're eating red meat make sure that you're having it with some vitamin c rich foods with it so that every single time you eat you get the benefits of the vitamin c facilitating that enhanced absorption of the iron uh, and so and this is another thing for vegans right is that vegans uh, can often be low in iron because of the lack of animal proteins which is where we get most of our iron uh, and same thing so when if you're a vegan 
or vegetarian, then you want to get your vitamin C uh, in with all of the plant-based foods that contain non-heme iron to try and enhance that iron absorption as much as possible because when you're on those diets, you're likely in a situation where you're feeling really desperate to get the micronutrients that you need or you're trying to be really strategic. So there's a little hack for you to reduce the likelihood or reduce the degree of anemia that you might experience by lack of iron absorption. There are a host of other things I would like to share with you about vitamin C, but this episode will just end up being a vitamin C episode. (laughs) But the foods that we're looking to eat on a regular basis to get large amounts of this wonderful vitamin are red pepper or capsicum. Now, that's my number one recommendation, right? It's a vegetable and not a fruit. However, there's lots of great things on this list. So we're looking at red pepper or red capsicum, kiwi fruits, guavas, black currants, oranges, of course, but... I'm going in order of, uh, right now I'm going in order of vitamin C content. So oranges might be a little lower on the list than you expected. We've also got broccoli, kale, parsley, pineapple, Brussels sprouts, tomatoes. The list goes on. And I'd encourage you to really lean towards the vegetable options here over the fruit options, given that we already overconsume a lot of sugar. Not saying that fruit is bad, but we consume a lot of sugar. And if we can reduce that by getting our vitamin C from vegetables and not fruit, then that, I think that's an ideal choice, right? You might disagree. I think it is. Um, it's important to note too, that we need to get it in every meal because vitamin C is not stored in the body, right? We don't hold on to it. We literally get rid of it. It's water soluble. So we excrete it when we go to the toilet uh, and it doesn't get stored. So we need to keep loading up every meal, every single day. All right, the next one is garlic. Now, mothers, chefs, cooks have known about this one for a millennia. It's been used in cooking for flavoring and for its powerful medicinal properties for a very, very long time in many cultures. One study that I read showed that someone that had a daily garlic supplement was three times less likely to come down with a cold compared to the placebo arm that did not take garlic on the daily, which indicates that it has some really great benefits on the immune system. And it makes sense because we know that garlic is in fact antifungal, antibacterial, and antiviral. It's an immune powerhouse. And so it might be a good time to get this stuff on the regular, you know, especially this time in human history, but also all the time because, you know, there's stuff that we can catch and get everywhere, right? So the whole clove, eating the whole clove is really beneficial to your health, but the most potent immune helper in the garlic is the allicin molecule, which unfortunately denatures at quite a low temperature around the 26 degree mark. So when we cook it, unfortunately, it breaks down. Again, this doesn't mean that the whole you know, garlic clove or the whole molecule is damaged, but this bit, which is really impactful, does break down at that temperature. And so for that reason, what I would recommend is that we have a mixture right? Not just cooking it, but we're also getting it in raw. So, you know, there certainly are cooked garlic is definitely good for you uh, and your system. But if you're really wanting to level up your immunity, I would rotate between raw garlic and cooked garlic, but raw garlic's truly where it's at. And so how do you do that? Because, you know, Maddie, that sounds gross, chewing on a garlic clove. Yeah, righto, mate. I recommend having a couple of cloves, get a knife, sharp knife, dice them up and literally swallow them with a glass of water like you would taking any other handful of supplements or a handful of tablets or I suppose you could also put them into veggie capsules if you didn't want to 
taste the garlic in your mouth. Uh, so you could put them in veggie capsules and take the veggie capsules. But uh, but anyway, garlic in whichever form you get it is essential this time of year, in my personal and professional opinion. <laughs> get it in ya. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. The next one is coconut water. Now, we know that fluids help with congestion. This is why every time you've called in sick to work, gone to the doctor, and I mean for basically all of humanity before 2020, this is what happened. (laughs) And the doctor would say, you'd sit down in the chair, you'd put on your worst looking face to really make sure you could get this certificate to not have to go to work and still get paid. (laughs) And you tell him your story and the doctor will say, don't worry, you've just got a virus, go home, get some rest and keep your fluids up because it helps with that congestion. And we know that you know most people are chronically uh, dehydrated, they're not getting enough water and studies show that people all around the world are significantly under consuming their fluids, which helps their body function normally, but it also helps with this congestion. So one thing many people don't realize is that if you keep your water intake up without keeping your minerals up and your electrolytes up, then you're not always helping the situation and it may lead to going to the toilet more often and peeing out even more of those minerals and electrolytes that you're low in. And so a great way to increase fluid at the same time as increasing electrolytes is coconut water. Or you can simply use mineral water or like San Pellegrino, but coconut water is a superb option. And this is another way that bone broth helps. Bone broth is loaded full of minerals and electrolytes as well. So getting these fluids in as a source of your water intake in conjunction with this. And you can also get things that the chemist and the pharmacist like electrolyte tablets and things like that, that and hydrolyte that have lots of those things in them. But again, nature works best. So try and get these things from food. There's lots of electrolytes in food as well. So try and get this from food, coconut water, sparkling mineral water. It doesn't have to be sparkling, but mineral water uh, and bone broth. So, but yeah, this one on the list is coconut water. Brilliant way to get those minerals in. Ginger. Ginger's next on the list. And this guy is arguably one of the best on ground here on this list, I would say. I mean, they're all pretty close, let's be honest. It's one of those swimming finals where, you know, first and last place was separated by 0.2 of a second. (laughs) 
I've been in one of those situations before. Anyway, um, ginger. So research has been showing us uh, about this great molecule for a while and the molecules within ginger, the ginger plant, uh, gingerol, shogol, paradol and zingerone are powerful compounds that have a profound effect on the immune system and specifically or especially if you're suffering from and you know get these things each year the winter flus viruses and colds ginger is also anti-inflammatory and if you've got a cold or you're feeling gross then it's a good sign that you have some inflammation going on whether it be in your sinuses in your face or in your head uh, or in your lymphatic system around your neck and you're just feeling achy in your joints this is a sign that inflammation is going on and so ginger is really anti-inflammatory and you can buy this root from any supermarket. It's a root spice. Uh, you can add it into all sorts of food. It's usually near the potatoes and garlic because it's a root spice or a root vegetable. Uh, and it's easily added to nearly everything you cook. It partners really well with garlic in dishes. And a lot of recipes that have garlic also have ginger as their base flavor. You can add it to things like roast vegetables, stir fries, pastas, pizzas, flavoring, any type of meat. Uh, it's used in a lot of Indian, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Indonesian food, and well, well, virtually all Asian cuisine is absolutely loaded with ginger, which is amazing. And it should be a staple in your fridge for soups. And as well, uh, to have it raw, you can have it in smoothies as well. So you dice it up, chuck it in the smoothie blender or the bullet. Uh, and assuming, of course, you have a good enough, you have good enough gut health to have the occasional cold smoothie, as you probably, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably hear me talk about the fact that smoothies are great, are an amazing way to get an abundance of nutrition in. However, gut health is really important uh, because cold, putting such cold foods and, and really diced up foods that no longer have their fiber in their original form can really have a negative impact on the gut. It's not that the food isn't good for you, it's that the gut hasn't gone through its usual process of chewing the food. Chewing sends messages to the stomach, which switches on uh, the stomach to begin the digestive process. And this is actually, um, even before then, we have a thing called the cephalic phase of digestion. So the cephalic phase of digestion is when you see food, you smell food, you touch food, and then you taste food. So this is all of this information, this is data that goes into our brain and into our, which then goes into our stomach and switches the digestive process on. So the stomach can be ready for what's coming, right? It can be ready. But with smoothies, we often don't have many of those steps in the cephalic phase of digestion. And so by the time the food gets to our stomach, it's not ready. It's not ready to go. It hasn't switched on. So it may lead to bloating. It may lead to diarrhea. It may lead to vomiting. Any type of gut response, you know, that happens in a negative way can be contributed to by consuming cold foods that don't allow the cephalic phase of digestion and particularly that chewing, right? So if you've got strong gut health, you can have smoothies and you can add ginger into those smoothies. And as you're drinking the smoothie, chew it. Chew the smoothie, right? Literally, it sounds silly, but chew the smoothie so that your the chewing motion in your mouth shoots down the signal to your gut that food is coming and it will prepare your gut, right? Makes sense? Makes sense? Well, the other thing you can do with ginger, which you don't have to do anything to put it in your body and cephalic digestion is not necessary. However, it will probably stimulate cephalic digestion is you can actually put get a cup of hot water and put a washcloth or a face cloth in hot water with ginger and then you can pull it out and put that face cloth or washcloth on your face 
and just breathe in deeply the warm ginger aroma. Uh, and it will smell amazing. But even that has been helpful in clearing congestion in the face and starting to have those beneficial clearing mechanisms occurring in your sinuses. So that's an option too. And it'll probably stimulate hunger because it smells delicious. It tastes delicious. Um, and another way to get it in is hot tea. Hot tea. Ginger tea is super common. So ginger... Ginger's where it's at. Get it in your life. (laughs) Next on the list, we've got zinc-rich foods. Zinc is a big player in the human body, period. But it also has positive impacts on your immune function as well as having an antiviral effect. And loading up on these foods that contain zinc should happen at the very first time you start to feel not quite right. You should get onto it straight away, right? Again, these should be a part of your everyday, but particularly when you're not feeling the best. Generally speaking, when it comes to zinc content, animal foods are the best source of zinc as they're they're really quite higher in sort of, well, they're not higher in zinc per se, but their bioavailability is much larger, uh, which means, and bioavailability simply means the body's ability to extract it from the food passing through our body. So the bioavailability is higher compared to that of foods of the plant variety. And this is because plants sometimes contain molecules that inhibit the zinc from being absorbed by the body. So it's kind of like that, you know, it's not that, not that these foods don't have, or the plant foods don't have great amounts of zinc. It's, it's like that, they go into the body and into your digestive system with a security guard or with a police officer or with the arresting officer. <laughs> and it's the zinc's like, all right, let's go. And, and the officer or security guard is like, nah, buddy, nah, buddy. You can wave to your friends as they go and, you know, be absorbed. But you, mate, you need to stay right here. And they pass through the body, which is really annoying because this shit is good for us, right? Um, so... Unfortunately, that sometimes happens with plants foods. They have, uh, and yeah, and, and a range of different foods, but they have these anti nutrients, right? So it's not really, not greatly helpful. So that's why we want to lead in towards the animal based foods. So the go to foods in order from most beneficial to least content of zinc go as follows. You ready? Lamb is on the top of the list. Roast lamb. Oh, I cooked a roast lamb last night and it was heaven. Next is grass-fed beef, another one, organ meats, of course, and bone broth too. So organ meats are just the best source of food on the planet uh, in general. Genuine comment, that's not me just sort of, you know, being uh, whimsical about it. Organ meats are what I recommend a lot of my clients that are suffering with chronic stuff to, to engage with. But particularly zinc, you'll get some good zinc out of lamb and beef, particularly the organs as well. And bone broth, as I mentioned... Uh, and when it comes to plants, pumpkin seeds or pepitas are really great. And incidentally, they're also really great for parasites in your gut as well. Uh, hemp seeds, chickpeas, mushrooms, avocados, and almonds. Get on the zinc bandwagon. And speaking of almonds, actually, they should be on this list as well, which they're not, but they should be um, because zinc not just because of the zinc, but because in the skin of the almond, they've been found to have an illness and disease-fighting compound in there, which kind of shows that dietary fiber from almonds or the the skin, so you know how you can get almonds with the skin, so that sort of orange-brown, or you can get almonds without the skin. So I'm talking about the almonds with the skin. So um, they've been shown that almonds with the skin altered the composition of the gut bacteria and can cause an increase in the sensitivity of white blood cells known as 
helper T-cells, which are involved in fighting off viruses. And of course, almonds are a great source of vitamin E as well, which is another one of these amazing antioxidants that helps clean up free radicals. And if you're not familiar with free radicals, check out episode 130, just two or three or four episodes back. As well as this vitamin E, they've also got an amazing immunomodulatory impact on the immune system. And immunomodulatory means, simply means, or it means that it sort of controls or directs or, or uh, modulates how the immune system behaves and responds to th- certain things. So think of it like, Think of an immunomodulator like uh, when the traffic lights don't work and there's a police officer in the middle of the intersection directing, they're modulating the traffic, right? So it's the same kind of idea. So you want that person to be really in control, otherwise there's a crash. And it's the same with your immunomodulators. You want them to be in high amounts in your diet so that your, your immune system has that police officer in the middle, totally in control of everything that's going on and sending everything where it should go and responding to things as it should happen. So this is another reason, right? So, we get to the end of the list, but the truth is, I could go on with a list forever about how natural foods and different supplements and different things could add to the capacity of the immune system to fight the winter blues. Well, you know, winter ills and ales. But I want to give you the secret sauce. You ready? You ready? This is the secret sauce you've waited for. (laughs) Jerf. Jerf. J-E-R-F which stands for just eat real food. If your diet consists of whole real food for about, let's say, 80% of the time, you'll be getting all the bits and pieces you need to maintain a healthy immune system that functions as it should. And whilst you can definitely enhance it, there is no doubt about it. Starting from this foundation is the big secret everyone is looking for. Everyone's looking for a hack or a trick or a, you know, a surgery or a pill. But the truth is, just eat real food, whole real food. When it comes to your health, preventing disease, losing weight, feeling better in your body, just eat real food. That's the secret. But if you do want to prevent, manage and recover from ills and ails from winter, then this list is definitely a great place to start if you're not really on the jerf bandwagon yet. And if you are, it's a great way to enhance where you're at right now. So a quick recap, you ready? So we've got bone broth, vitamin C, ideally in the form of red pepper or red capsicums, garlic, cooked and raw, coconut water for a good supply of fluid and minerals, ginger for all of the reasons, (laughs) zinc primarily from animal foods like lamb and beef and organ meats, and almonds and vitamin E. As I kind of mentioned at the start of the episode is get outside, diversify your environments and get fresh air and breathe deeply and through your nose when in those different environments. And I'll even add putting your bare feet on the ground outside as well, if it isn't too cold at this time of year, is to get outside and put your feet on the ground. Again, we're exposing our immune system to these environments and grounding, we'll do an episode on this at another time, putting your bare feet on the earth has so many beneficial attributes. Like I do this every day. It's a part of, it's one of the little things that I try and do every single day. I usually get there maybe five out of seven days, but Grounding is so important and the higher up in a building you live, the higher off the ground you are, the more important it is to make sure you get your feet on the earth every day because of the available electrons. We'll explain that on another episode. Oh, and don't forget, of course, vitamin D. Vitamin D is 100% essential for all areas of health 
wellness, recovery, and disease. So get your body and your skin out into the sun, not through a window, not through a window, but into the sun. And I know if the sun's not out, the rays are still coming through. So still get your skin into the sun. Of course, you can supplement it and winter is a good time to supplement it because often people find it too cold to get their skin into the sun and there's not much sun. So supplement it is also a great option. Uh, Obviously, the direct sun is always best. Alrighty, if you got something from this episode and you think someone you know might too, then please share it with a friend or family member so they can strengthen their immune game. Everybody wants their immunity game to level up, right? Especially in this chapter of history where we keep hearing about it. (laughs) And so please share it with a family member or friend that you think will benefit. And we'd love you to support the show by sharing this on social media, in your stories. So just take a screenshot if you loved it and want want other people to know what you're listening to. I definitely want to know what you're listening to and would love to hear from you. So take a screenshot, upload it to your story and tag myself at Maddie Lansdowne and I will give it a share and a shout out too. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast or whichever app you use and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.